as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths, there are no clumps, and also guess what? It slides right off with warm water, so no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order.
believed that we were worthy of attention and love if we did something. And there are four key ways of us receiving that attention and love. And one is through being successful and achieving. Two is through physical body and how you look. Three is by giving, caring, and being there for people. And then four is by being intuitive and different. And they are there, the four key ways. And there will be a dominant one. And with that imprint, you then develop a set of behaviors because you want to reward yourself for that. Now let the magic begin. Hola, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And I am staring at the deep blue sea, very turquoise actually, sea of the Canary Islands in Spain. Ah, yes. And I am just wishing that I paid more attention in Spanish class and that I knew more words other than hola and taco and vegano. Anyways, it is so beautiful here. It's like Europe's little Hawaii, little Hawaiian island of Europe, <laughs> but actually way more affordable, unlike Hawaii, where I'm paying six to eight dollars for my meals instead of 20. And they have lots of vegan places for those vegans out there, just so you know, just so you know. Though I'm here and I'm so happy to be here, I've actually, I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm really learning something. I noticed that whenever I leave a place, every place that I go to in the world. I'm really excited for the novelty of the new place I'm in. And then after a week, the novelty kind of wears off and then I begin to miss pieces of other places that I have been to or I desire to go to new places. And I begin to feel like I could have explored more in that other place or gathered the spirit of that place more. Though I'm here staring at a very blue turquoise, very, very clear, one of the clearest seas that I've ever seen on this high rise from my Airbnb. And I'll just have these flashbacks of missing the beauty of Scotland and Ireland and all of the UK. And why? Or my mind would drift to Hawaii and Bali. I had another dream of Hawaii again. And then I miss my two tropical homes. And why? Why? does my mind do this? Why does our mind allow us to escape to another place when we're already in the presence of paradise? As I see all places on earth, they do all have their own color of paradise, tropical or not. I observed, it's just, it's just a trick in my mind to fear that I'm missing out or I've missed out on something. And that fear, that, that false evidence appearing real, fear, F-E-A-R, that your life isn't as beautiful here as it would be there. When in reality, when in reality at this present moment, we're alive and should fully embrace the place that we're in. And I noticed that this would happen a few days into everywhere that I travel. And it's just the silly mind game my ego loves to play till I observe her and I notice that she is starting to communicate the same language that makes me want to go somewhere else. So I shift her and I shut her up <laughs> so I can fully take advantage of the place that I'm in and just be present here. And then I really am so fully happy to be here. And I know when I get home, I'll begin to miss my travels. And then when I'm back on my travels again, I'll be missing home. But when this happens, I've been observing that this is truly just a silly thought, a silly game and trick my ego likes to play. And I know there are many others that feel like they're stuck in their home or they're stuck where they are and they don't recognize that they are in another color of paradise on earth, wherever you're at on mama earth. Just because you're not in Hawaii or Bali or the Canary Islands or the UK or New York or Bora Bora or in a space of bliss to you that your mind is telling you that you'll be more at bliss in this space, it is your journey to see that now, to see that the beauty of space you're in right now and that you're safe and to not miss or fear your life is not as beautiful just because you're not there as this life is long and you'll get a chance 
but right now you're here in your own paradise and it's so beautiful. Anyways, moving forward with someone who's beautiful, my next guest, our guest, is a nourishment goddess determined to help us live in a world free from the tyranny of diet, dogma, and self-doubt, Dana James. Dana is a triple certified nutritionist, functional medicine practitioner, and behavioral therapist. If you're not familiar with Dana's work and her life-changing, well, life-shaping book, The Archetype Diet, well, I just, I really can't wait for you to listen to this episode, especially if you have a hard time finding a diet or lifestyle that works for your individual shell. But man, we go beyond diets and fitness, of course. This is your own magic. We don't stay at that level. Though many of us still are human and we might follow diets or fitness regimens of others because we may desire their frame when in fact it is likely not something that works for us. Or perhaps we've been at our desired weight before but know in some way that we're not in balance right now as our body has given us signs physically and we don't know exactly what is wrong. But Dana, Dana has observed this in most women and observe most women's physical and emotional battles, which brought her to recognize that there are four dominant female archetypes and we usually fall into one. And these archetypes are based on self-worth and body types and eating patterns. So here you may listen and resonate with either a nurturer, a wonder woman, a femme fatale, or an ethereal. But at the heart of all of it, once you know, understand, and accept wherever you're at, You can find compassion here in your present day and happily do what you can to improve her tomorrow. As every day, in some way, we we are expanding and soul-seeking beings that want to improve daily, no matter where we're at in our journey. So Dana will also talk a lot about your childhood and depending on how you were parented, how that might contribute to your relationship with food today. So giving you more compassion for yourself or others if it is a bit more of a destructive behavior than normal eating behaviors. So so much beauty in this episode to help us feel good in our shells love love ourselves at this moment unconditionally wherever we're at to elevate our self-worth and before i move on of course i've got to give a shout out to the yummy reviewer of the week by s friends and five stars subscribe you will not regret it i love that i never tell you guys to subscribe but if you're not subscribed That actually really helps the podcast a lot so I can bring more really great guests on. Anyways, S Friends says, Wow, I stumbled upon this podcast well over six months ago and am so grateful. Raquel always brings on such inspiring guests and has always created an online community for the pod on Facebook that has completely changed me. It is such a beautiful thing to be part of this online group of women and some men (laughs) that share ideas, struggles, and advice. I have never felt so free to be open about how I feel, what I am questioning, and just an abundance of authentic love from people I've never even met. I feel like such a promo girl for saying this, but seriously, subscribe and join the Facebook group be celebrated at each mile of your journey and be assured that you are not alone on those days maybe even months when you think you are so much love xox oh yes yes i love you being a promo girl i'll embrace it and accept it and you know what you should be a spokesperson for the facebook group thank you so much i really appreciate your review And I appreciate everyone's review who has reviewed this. And if you would love to rate and review and perhaps subscribe, send me a screenshot of it at hello at yourownmagic.life and I will send you a guided meditation along with submitting you for the HUM giveaway of $150 worth of HUM nutrition products that we've been doing, you know, since the beginning of the podcast. And now I believe we're on round eight. So send it in. Ooh, speaking of hum, by the way, 
they are sponsoring this episode. <laughs> so as you might know, hum was the cure of mabale belly, mabale belly, when I had severe digestive issues after living in Bali for nine months. And so I took their gut instinct and their flatter me tablets to smooth my digestion and my watermelon belly, <laughs> which helped to flatten my belly in a very natural way and I know many of the soul tribers love their vegan gummies for your hair and skin and what makes hum just so unique is that they offer a wide range of tried and true products which many of them are vegan and they are formulated by researchers and nutritionists who have actually identified the right micronutrients to help with whatever your issue is from clearing your skin to growing your nails and strengthening your nails and hair and growing your hair and healing your digestive issues and maybe you need a little more of an energy boost or you need to sleep better or speed up your metabolism. Just more sustainably sourced ingredients nutritionists have provided for you and created Hum Nutrition. My favorite right now is the Daily Cleanse, which is cleansing my body from all these toxins on my travels. And I know this sounds like an ad, which it is an ad, but I really want to highlight the fact that there is a reason so many people highlight hum. So if you would like to try out hum, the Soul Tribe gets 20% off their purchases at humnutrition.com using the promo code MAGIC. So just go to humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. And now it is time to let the magic begin with Dana James. Seriously, it is so wonderful to chat with you right now. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Ever since I watched your interview with a past guest, Lacey Phillips, <laughs> that, that was, was fantastic. Yes. I was like, how do I not know of this woman, this goddess? And so I bought your book instantly. And I was like, I have to have her on. My tribe will love her. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, so happy to be here, Raquel. Now, um, what's your archetype? I've done the quiz three times, and I am ethereal. You're the ethereal. Okay, I'm curious to know what your second one is, but we can get yeah, into. I'm that. curious what the second one is too, um, because we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But first, may I read a short message written by you that just really tugged at my heartstrings? Yes, please. Okay, this one is actually on your blog, and you wrote, "I have a dream." That we live in a world free from the tyranny of diet dogma and self-doubt. That we live in a world where we instinctively know how to rebalance ourselves with food, nutrients, elixirs, mantras, movement, and sense. A world where food is nourishment, not punishment. A world where we trust ourselves, not shame ourselves. A world where we amplify beauty, love, and magnetism. This is my dream for the modern woman. Oh, Dana. <laughs> it sounds so beautiful when you say it. I get <laughs> hearing your voice say it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you. And I love these words. This is how you're making your imprint in the world today, by the way. So on behalf of all women who have suffered with the tyranny of diet dogma and self-doubt, may I just say thank you so much. Yes. And how many women haven't? <laughs> I know. Like two. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably right. <laughs> okay. So I really want to hear your story, where it all began and how you got into this field and wh how, what fueled this passion for you to help women in this way. It's always an evolving process. And I didn't start off in nutrition. I came from a background of finance and I was had taken nine months off to travel the world. And at that time I was about 26 and I had landed in London and was looking for a job in finance and sat around thinking, what else is it that I could be doing? And realized there was a whole host of nutrition books in front of me. And that's what I was intrigued by. At the time, nutrition was not as sort of cool as it is today and it was just we were just starting to understand the power of food in influencing the physical body and in particular how various foods could cause inflammation in the body and other foods could actually turn it off and so I was fascinated with how food could influence our skin 
But on a subconscious level, I was also seeking answers myself. And that was, Mm -hmm. how do I lose weight? Because I'd always struggled with, you know, the extra five to 10 pounds. And that may not sound like a lot, but when it's there and it bothers you, it's like a mosquito buzzing around all the time. And I'd read everything and nothing was bringing me success. And so I just had this noise in my head about was this food going to be healthy for me or not? Not even healthy, right? Was this food going to make me fat or not? Yeah. And so I went in, not with that as the direct reason, but that was a, a significant driver behind, behind um, going into nutrition. And I realized that once I started studying, I knew absolutely nothing about the physical body. I just knew various cell plans on do this diet, do this diet, do this diet. And then once I understood the biochemistry of how food worked within the body, it was so eye-opening to me to know that that various types of foods could shift hormones in the body, could shift appetite-suppressing hormones. And all of a sudden, there was this blueprint for how we can alter the physical body with the food that we put into our mouth. Now, today, we have a much greater concept of that. But at the time, it was very revolutionary, uh, um, but just much more accepted today. But with the acceptance today, there's a whole lot of confusion out there. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of confusion. Because what happens is that there are different dietary programs for different health goals. Mm-hmm. But if you are a type of woman that has any type of concerns about your body, what you do is you jump onto the most strict plan which today is the autoimmune pr- protocol. Mm-hmm. The autoimmune protocol for, 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 uh, in terms of food is very paleo. So you've got, you got no grains, no legumes, no dairy, and basically it's fish, vegetables, and, and fruit. And then with the autoimmune protocol, then you're taking out nightshades as well. And there's a whole host of other restrictions. That diet is designed for an autoimmune program right not designed for weight loss but what happens is that people jump onto that because there's this erroneous belief that the stricter is and the better results that you will get and that is just not true it is absolutely not true so we just see far too many women who these days are fearful of eating certain foods so they hear that something's inflammatory and then they go, oh, that must be inflammatory in my body and therefore I need to take it out. And, and that's not the case, right, at all. If somebody has an autoimmune disease, it is their system is much more fragile than somebody that doesn't. And so they're going to be much more sensitive to things and they make some of these adjustments. But for the vast majority of the population, that isn't the case. Right? So, so we have this, this noise out there and we think that it applies to all of us. So that's like one piece here. That's like the the biochemical food, very physical, tangible piece. Mm -hmm. What also happened is women were coming to me in my practice and they were eating beautifully. I mean, my demographic is is New Yorkers and women who are based in LA. So they're like highly educated (laughs) when it comes to food. Like nobody comes to me eating pizza and drinking soda. (laughs) that's not my demographic right there's because there's so much information out there already about how do you how do you change that and and it was i'm eating beautifully but i'm not seeing these results Mm -hmm. and as i delved into that i really saw the influence of the mind and how the mind would trap us in a way and the basis of those traps were created in childhood. So in childhood, we had th- we had this conditioning that we believed that we were worthy of attention and love if we did something. And there are four key ways of us receiving that attention and love. And one is through being successful and achieving. Two is through physical body and how you look. Three is by giving, caring, and being there for people. And then four is by being intuitive and different. And they are there are the four key ways. And there will be a dominant one. If some of you are listening there, you might be, well, there's two of those. Like I, I, am, uh, I want to be successful and I want to be pretty as well. And so you may have it, you may have an overlay, but one will be more pressing than the other. And with that imprint, you then develop a set of behaviors because you want to reward yourself for that. 
those set of behaviors in almost all instances will influence the food behaviors. Yes. Those food behaviors then dictate the food choices and ultimately the hormonal balance and imbalance in the body and then also how that shapes your body. So I realized that if you wanted to ultimately change the shape of your body or get rid of fatigue or digestive issues or headaches or so forth, you had to go back to the original seed here and break it because it's not true. But when you come from this background of receiving love that you believe is based on an external factor, it can be very difficult to uncouple that because you felt that experience. So an example was somebody that I just spoke to this morning. When people ask me to give give examples, I tend to just base it on who did I speak to just recently? (laughs) They're in my mind. And so with this one client, she... Um, and she's an ethereal as well. And let me give her, you her so she's an ethereal, suffering from headaches, um, mitochondrial issues, adrenal fatigue. Now it's not getting her menstrual cycle. And when we look back at it, she had this very dysfunctional relationship with her father. So her, when her mother and father separated when she was seven, she uh, her father would go into these rages and she felt like it was taken out on her. And she became so terrified of him that she refused to go and stay with him on the weekends that she was supposed to see him. She felt this massive sense of shame. And for her, it was very much focused on her. Her brother didn't receive it, but just her. And as I read through the transcript of what had happened before we spoke, immediately what came to me was, okay, does she look like her father? Or does she look like her mother? And my suspicion was is that she looked like her father. And what was happening was that he was taking his rage out on her, which was actually a reflection on him. And so when we spoke, she said, I look exactly like my father. And my brother looks like my mother. And, and so we just did some reinterpretation here. Was let's go back to a place of safety. Because this has nothing to do with you. This is him taking his anger out on himself. And you just happen to look like him. So we went through a a little, uh, not quite hypnosis, but it's sort of going back to childhood. So I had to go back and go back, drop right into that memory of feeling that terror and instead had to put a shield of a mirror in front of her. So all of a sudden, all of that terror and anger got projected back onto him because that's where it was directed, right? That's where it was supposed to be, but it got taken out on her. And then we see all of that anger, it neutralizes. So it starts to neutralize. So her father no longer has that anger. And she just felt this huge sense of release. Like this weight just dropped from her. She said, oh my God, my shoulders have just sunk. And, and it, it's all that was, was, was being able to step back from the memory, just say, what was really going on here? Yeah. As, as a child, you move straight into it's my fault, right? What have I done wrong? That's the only way a child thinks. The child does not have the cognitive awareness to be able to separate themselves from the situation. Only an adult can do that because that that happens in the prefrontal cortex and that's not fully developed until we're 21. And so we had to sort of separate it here for her to be able to see that and and to understand that. Now, the task I just gave her was... Now I want you to go back and talk to your father. She now has an okay relationship with her father. And I want you to find out how did your father feel when your mother and him separated? What was going on? And so that she just gets a greater perspective because she, she also says she only knows her mother's side, not her father's side. And one of the comments she wrote was her father felt like her mother had poisoned her, which wasn't the case. She actually experienced something that was very terrifying for her. But the way to heal it was to go back with a sense of safety. And now she needs completion to get a greater understanding of why her father was responding that way. Wow. It seems it always goes back to childhood, shifting our old stories to heal all of our shadows and our physical and mental issues. It seems to always stand back to that. And even it seems our body shifting, our changes in our body also goes back to childhood. 
It Which is it really does. And so research is now starting to show that. And there's a famous study uh, called the ACE study, Adverse Childhood Events, Experience Living, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And um, they looked at uh, about 17,500 adults. And what they noticed was that 67% of them had at least one adverse childhood experience. And if you had four, and there are four out of 10, there was a 60% increase in the likelihood of an autoimmune disease. Wow. And so so the data is out there. But unless you're skilled in understanding someone's psychology and being able to work through trauma, and the example I gave you, we sort of call it an ambient trauma, you as a practitioner do not necessarily know how to deal with that. Like physicians aren't taught much about food, let alone trauma. So and so people end up seeking it elsewhere. And and as you, you mentioned, Lacey, like Lacey Phillips has a whole section on reparenting. Oh yeah. And I've taken it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I skimmed through it. She gave it to me to have a look at. And I was like, oh, these are really good, these questions. <laughs> I know. It's life-shifting. She is amazing and profound. And she has a wonderful system. I want to talk actually also about your framework and amazing system that you have revealed to the world, the four different archetypes, the nurture, the wonder woman, the femme fatale, and the ethereal. And like I told you, I took the quiz more than once online and I'm the ethereal type. So first, before we dive into the highlights of each, I'm just curious, how in the world did you discover these four archetypes? Mm. Um, I wish I could say it just came down to me in a flash, but it didn't. <laughs> right. You downloaded them. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I didn't download them. It was really me looking at the patterns that were going on with my clients. And um, it came about through food behaviors. And I, I backtracked. So it was like, with this food behavior, what is the... Uh, mindset behind it and then once I identified that the mindset came back to the childhood then I saw the the inception to the end point mm-hmm. and I originally had I know I had more archetypes and then I refined it so that it was very very clear as to which archetype you were uh, like Carolyn Mace ha- is known for her archetypes and she has 50 different archetypes. And I, and while they're wonderful and insightful, they um, I, I wanted people to use the archetypes here as a healing tool. And once you identify with your archetype, it can be a little confronting because there are uh, really beautiful positive things about the archetypes, but then there are dysfunctional patterns. And once you identify with your archetype, you can't really discount those dysfunctional patterns. They are, you will know that they are part of you. Uh, The only reason I want you to look at those is so that they can be altered, to know that they are just coping strategies because of this this belief. So the four archetypes are, one, the Wonder Woman. And the Wonder Woman sources her sense of self-worth from success and achievement. I am worthy because of what I do. That's exactly right. And so her greatest fear is being irrelevant, right? Being out out of touch. Because if that's the case, then she will just feel like she can be discarded. So she's going to be working extremely hard to make sure that she's up there with the best it may not be the best but it's up there so she that she has that influence so with that type of mindset she her cortisol is going to be supercharged because she's she's under stress she's going to be a very very busy woman and she's the one that is still answering emails at 10 30 p.m before going to bed and in the unconscious if she's unaware of that then the food behaviors attached to that are she's a reward eater. So she'll be the one that justifies having that dark chocolate every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, I deserve to have that. And you know what? The, the dark chocolate is great. Like this is a health food. I can have the polyphenols. <laughs> uh, 
um, you know, one of them is smart, right? She's very well read, and 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 that can get in the way. <laughs> so, and and she's also the one that like needs to have a glass of wine to to wind down. It's like her permission to switch off because she often doesn't allow herself that permission because work takes precedence over over her life. And what we want to do here with the Wonder Woman is rebalance that to know that all aspects of her life, which includes the relation with who she is as a woman, um, is, is a lover in a relationship, potentially as a mother, mm. and as a working woman. So there's these four key areas in our life. And, and if you want true fulfillment, it's to be balanced in all four of those areas. So some of that uh, um, energy that goes into work needs to drop so that you have the energy and the mind space to be able to elevate those other areas. Yeah. What does it look like when Wonder Woman is out of balance? Oh, well, it's on a spectrum with all of them. So really out of balance. Um, actually, let me go to balanced. Um, so well, no, I'll go to out of balance. So really out of balance is her presence feels very masculine. So it's harsh. Um, she's assertive. She's um, it's her way or the highway. Um, she's overworking. She's dogmatic. She can be angry because if something goes wrong, I mean, her entire day can get screwed up because she's booked back to back. And her cortisol levels are elevated. Her adrenaline and noradrenaline is elevated. She's anxious. And um, um, over time, if that continues, then then she can become very exhausted. So, so her adrenals start to falter because the brain doesn't communicate to the adrenals in the way that it should because she's just been on this overdrive for so long. And uh, from a body fat perspective, she first and foremost stores it on the abdominal area because that's where cortisol tells it to, to be stored. And then later on, it'll be on the on the hips and thighs. Um, but more importantly is, is she's, she's just really out of balance with, with who she is. Uh, mm-hmm. Her relationships become very dysfunctional. So you can imagine if you, if she's a heterosexual woman and, her partner, I mean, and her partner is a masculine man, then you're going to butt heads because mm-hmm. you're masculines together. And she will often end up emasculating her man. I mean, this is the example when she's out of balance. Right? That, and, and she can be completely oblivious to it. So I often see this with women in, the, in their 20s, a Wonder Woman in their 20s. And so as time goes on, they sort of get a little humble when things don't work out their way. <laughs> um, but in, it, when she's balanced... Wonder Woman is wonderfully successful and she has imbued the feminine aspect of the ethereal and the femme fatale that are imbalanced. So she's merging her intellect with the ethereal, the intuitive aspect of the ethereal. And she can weave in that very sensual aspect of the femme fatale, which really makes her feel alive. And then she has the compassion and softness of the, of the nurturer coming in. So she knows exactly when to draw on all of those different traits. And she, her cortisol levels then start to become more muted because she's found other tools like meditation, intuition, and sex, and sleep to be able to counter the cortisol. And more importantly, she's broken the erroneous belief that she's worthy because of how successful she is dear listener have you been introduced to the soul tribe yet (laughs) if not well we're simply just a collective bunch of spiritualists who are here for you and who are here for each other to hold space For each and every one of us, including you, so you can share your own creations and your own life questions about this human experience and your own human struggles and spiritual struggles and also all your triumphs, of course, and glory. And, well, 
your own magic. So say hello in the secret Facebook group. I will leave a link to that group for the listeners in the show notes. It is just a free place to express your truth and wonder and connect with like-minded soul-seeking soul tribers near you or along your travels and of course online. And for the soul tribers, I do have guided meditations and meditative imaginings to help you tap into your own inner genius and your, your spirit to help you tap into your spirit and hear the whispers and messages. It's a space for all who are very into personal growth and self-expansionists. There are many questions for you to dive into in your mornings or your evenings or post-meditation to help you discover more of your soul and improve this human experience of yours. And of course, spiritual and other metaphysical tools. And I'm starting to see in the Facebook group people sharing their experiences, which is so cool. And I would love it if you were to also check out Your Own Magic Soul Tribe exclusive website at yourownmagic.life. Of course, the Facebook group is free, but the Soul Tribe exclusive site with metaphysical tools and guided meditations are just $4.44 per month. So feel free to join me at yourownmagic.life and sign up. And I look forward to hearing about your spiritual experiences. And so it is. I so relate to this type. I know that I took the quiz and I'm ethereal, but everything you're saying is like, what? Because when I was the most out of balance and I was engaged to a man, I definitely emasculated him. And I used to really depend my worth, well, either on my body or on my success. And can you tell by looking at her body type that this person is a Wonder Woman? The more out of balance the archetype is, yes. Mm. because they display more prominent characteristics. So so I will first pick up on the energy. So I will read the energy first. And it's a, a strong presence. That's what I will notice. And because people come to me um, about changing their body shape, they ask me to look at their body shape. And so I will do a scan of that and notice where they're storing body fat. But I will first and foremost pick up on the, on the on the energy of somebody to be able to identify their archetype. Going back to you, mm-hmm. so the ethereal is very good at masking the, her etherealness and taking on um, one or two of the other archetypes. So in your case, the femme fatale and the Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is culturally we have and still do value success and looks above anything else and above intuition so the ethereal can really feel displaced as a child like the weird girl and she will often take on these masks so that she can become integrated oh my gosh you're preaching to my soul (laughs) and and so the issue with the ethereal is that when you do that, you become more out of balance than an out of balance femme fatale and a wonder woman because you're so you disown your ethereal ways. And so I will see more dysfunction in eating with the with a an ethereal that's taken on the femme fatale attributes. Because the femme fatale who's so fixated on the physical body is really the it's antagonistic to the way an ethereal thinks, which is not about the physical body. It's about the etheric body. And that's what the Femme Fatale can really learn from the ethereal is to value value the presence that she brings. Hmm. In life, we're attracted to the intangible, not the tangible. So for the femme fatale she believes that if she has a more beautiful body or she's prettier then she's going to attract more into her life she's going to um more things are going to come her way the reality is is that that's not always the case what we're attracted to is a chemistry so it's an intangible piece it's not the actual physical body. So that's where the proxy is incorrect. 
We've assumed that if a woman is beautiful, then more men are going to be attracted to her or she's going to get things that come her way. And it's not to do with that. It's to do with this intangible chemistry, right? whether, whether, you, whether you're attracted to that person or not. Wow. This, is, this is with anything. It's all in the intangible aspect that we're attracted to. So when I talk to a woman about men and it's, and they will say that they want to be with a wealthy man and like, that's the form of it, right? It's a wealthy man. It's like, well, what's the substance behind it? The substance behind it is what they're either looking for is security or it's somebody with some type of financial stability. Mm. Sometimes it can be to do with status. But most of the time, the woman that I work with, if that's something that they're seeking, it's security from financial stability. And see, it's, again, it's the intangible piece that we're actually attracted to, not the form itself. Right. So no, we sidetracked, but this, the, the architect can just go onto so many different links. So oh, yeah. We, <laughs> I love it. Let's say... Let's. I'll give more of a framework for the the femme fatale since we started back with her. So, the if your physical, if you value yourself based on your physical body, what happens is when you walk into a room, you will scan the entire room to assess the the level of beauty in the room. And if you feel like you're as pretty as everybody else there or prettier, then you're going to have a great time at that party. If you don't feel that way, if you look around and you see that everybody else is more beautiful than you, then you will want to shrink. Because right? it's all of a sudden, it's, I'm not worthy. And you will shrink away or you will leave the party very early. Wow. That is not how we want any woman to be. So I'm not a femme fatale. So when I walk into a party, if there are more beautiful women than me, I'm like, hey, yeah, great. I have no problems with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's that on my piece, because I'm a Wonder Woman, if I walk into a room and it's full of really smart people, right? if I wasn't aware of that, my natural instinct would be to feel, am I smart enough? Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not. What if everybody, what if I'm on, like, I'm on a panel? And there's people there that that maybe are more well-known than I am. I'm going to feel a little less than unless until I do my work to go, no, I'm here for a reason, right? I offer something different. Good. That's the, that's the, that's the awareness and to be able to quickly shift it so I don't get into a state of anxiety. And that's one reason that knowing your archetype plays off. Like you recognize in that moment when your ego is starting to get really loud and you're about to shrink, you're like, oh, nope, my type, I know me. Nope, I am worthy. I am worthy because of what I do. It's okay. And it's okay to be different. Right? <clears throat> yeah. It's okay to be different. You just present from a different way. So the, the femme fatale tends to have this dysfunctional relationship with food and her body because that's what she, she bases her worthiness on. Mm-hmm. Um, a femme fatale I won't always know because she doesn't have a particular body type because depending on how she's eating she can be restricting her food and looking a little bit more like an ethereal and ethereal tends to be quite lean and willowy but not always right. um, or she can be binge eating out of shame and so she can be carrying she can be a little bit more voluptuous Mm. And, and and I won't no no there's and with all of the archetypes there's the withdrawal and the exaggeration so if the femme fatale is in the exaggeration which means she's seeking attention from her physical body I can look at her Instagram and I will tell you that she's a femme fatale really right? obvious when an f like you can look through many Instagram accounts and there's so many um, femme fatales in the exaggeration on them because oh, wow. all very body focused I had someone dm me and she said and I'm ethereal and I looked her through account and I'm like no freaking way are you ethereal because you would not be putting so many bikini photos on your instagram because it's ethereal to be that way because the ethereal is so light and airy uh, you're going to see an ethereal more in her her flowy floral clothes that is so interesting. And the with the femme fatale, the childhood patterns are not about being a beautiful girl. They're about a wound. It's, she didn't feel pretty enough, which is constantly chasing being pretty or being skinny. 
And that's what that's where it comes from. So there's often this false belief by mothers that if you give accolades on a child's looks, particularly a girl's looks, that she she will start to overvalue herself on her looks, and that is just not true. It is not it is not true at all. You want to be complimenting your girls on everything, right? on that they do look pretty, that they are smart, that they are different, and that that they're just completely accepted. Compliment on their whole. I love that. Right, and that they're kind and caring as well. Yeah. And then with the the ethereal, so the ethereal is naturally very intuitive and very free-spirited. And um, uh, if she's true to herself, which means her parents often encourage her to stay in that ethereal realm, she will really be very very creative and artistic and and very much blossoming in that sense. Now, if she wasn't encouraged to be herself, then that's when she often takes on the mask of one of the archetypes, which is just what we spoke about. And yes, so, that makes so much sense. Uh, and and with the with the ethereal, it's it's really identifying that you are an ethereal and to go back to your roots. Um, one of my one of my clients and, and friends, uh, she came to me. Um, um, through exhaustion and was carrying an extra bit of belly fat and she had this big PR company in New York and as I listened to her I was like oh my goodness like you are an ethereal operating in Wonder Woman mode and this is really out of alignment with who you are and she she part of her was true to who she was because she would spend her summers in Montauk and her clients happened to be a surf rider and much more sort of artistic and creative companies that she was representing. And she made the move probably within six months of us having this conversation, maybe even earlier than that to move from New York to California. And she's now out in LA and she's given up her PR company and she has a, um, another company, which is so much more successful than, than her PR company and really living a life. She's surfing every day and she's going hiking and she's traveling and she's very much in her free spirited, ethereal ways, like truly living the life. And, and um, this was a recognition of that, that she had disowned that ethereal aspect of herself. Wow. See, that makes so much sense. I know that when I am out of balance, I do actually lean more towards either the Wonder Woman or Femme Fatale. But when I feel aligned and fully me, I am traveling the world and flowing. Yes, that's the ethereal way. Oh, you know what? We need to also talk about the nurturer. I love the nurturer. She's actually one of my favorite archetypes. And she's the one that actually just ferals the most because she, it's her physical body that really picks up on the imbalances. And the nurturer has learnt to value herself on giving and caring for others and in the dysfunctional she will over over give and she puts everybody else before her and and often they can be perceived needs of the other person the other people in her life might not even be asking for it and but she starts to create these very codependent relationships with the people in her life so let's let's say it's it's her husband and kids then she's going to be doing everything for her husband. She's going to be doing everything for the kids, like doing the laundry, doing the dishes, making making the lunches. And and the, the kids and the husband don't need to do much. And if that's what you've set up, you feel exhausted and resentful and tapped out, but you've created it. You created that relationship because – in the beginning, you felt really good giving mm-hmm. because it's like, the, it's like the femme fatale feels good when she feels pretty. It's like the Wonder Woman when she feels successful, she feels great. There's nothing wrong with that. We just don't want somebody's worth tied to that because that's when they become dysfunctional. And so, and, and she will push herself more than any of the other archetypes. So I see adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, autoimmune diseases, that brain fogginess, hormonal imbalances like all of that with her pcos estrogen dominance that goes on just because she pushes herself more um the background the childhood background with the nurturer is 
she can come from a really nurturing environment. It could be a replication there. And if that's the case, she tends to be very balanced. So she knows her boundaries. Most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, she comes from a background with a lack of nurturing in her family. So there's often emotional neglect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, possibly just due to, you know, perhaps a Wonder Woman mother. And, uh, um, or there was an illness in the family or some, there was some type of alcoholism or brother or sister had autism and required more attention than her. Like it can, it's, it, it is not, it's not, but in most cases, it's not something tragic that's happened. It's just sort of happened. Um, and she was really there to pick up the pieces and, and that's how she got the, the attention and that's just continued on. And the nurturer here has like all of the archetype needs to break that their worthiness is based on giving and this can be really really hard for her yeah she will feel so selfish doing things for herself just to learn that 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 isn't the case Mm. and that 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 isn't that that she if she wants to give which is so needed in this world she needs to be physically and emotionally resilient and that means putting Mm. time back into herself every she goes first before everybody else yeah, she does need to focus on herself first. Kind of like putting on the gas mask or what is it? The the mask, yeah. the airplane mask. She needs to do that for herself. And that is her way of giving to others if she can only realize that and shift yes. this idea yes. in her story. And that reminds me, in your introductory chapter, actually, you link between self-worth and body shape. And you share a chart that shows the arrows between your sense of self-worth, which leads to a change in behavior, which ultimately affects eating behaviors, and then which affect your hormones. And then in the long run, it changes our body shape. That was so brilliantly laid out to realign our bodies, you know, because our bodies can't be changed solely on counting calories. What helps us realign our bodies, healthiest physique, is realizing our sense of self-worth. But right now, you know, people might be listening, no matter what type archetype they are, they might have spiraled and they are fixated on the diet mentality to change themselves. What can we do to shift this and elevate our self-worth? Yeah, really good question. And so there are, the shape of your body comes in from two aspects. One is your genetics. So you will have you have a certain body shape based on your genetics if you have bigger hips you have bigger hips right if you have long lean limbs that's the way that you are and there's an acceptance around that then there's the where you store body fat piece so that's the hormonal aspect so it, and what i want women to do is not get upset with body fat but use it as a a reading to understand the hormonal imbalances within their body. So if you've got body fat on your tummy and you're frustrated with it, rather than getting frustrated with it is to go, oh, that's cortisol. So that means my stress levels are elevated. I've got to look at ways at reinterpreting my stress and finding some coping tools. Mm -hmm. And so as sort of mentioned some of them before, it's like meditation, sleep, eating well, sex, getting out, going hiking, surfing, you know, swimming, all of these things that actually make you feel good. Reflecting on your childhood. (laughs) That can cause more stress, right? And sort of reflect on it and then you've got to release it. Exactly. Um, The release of it. The release of the stories. um, And then if you store body fat everywhere, which is fairly typical of the nurturer, and um, that's insulin. And so insulin says it's a lower carbohydrate-based diet for you. Um, and then if you store it on your upper hips, hips and thighs, then it's estrogen. And so what we what you need to do there is better regulate the estrogen levels. And so you can be adding cruciferous vegetables in, and there's a supplement called DIM that will help regulate those estrogen levels. By getting the carbohydrates down, you lower the insulin levels, and therefore you also lower the, the estrogen levels. Um, so they're they're the they're the key hormonal influences at play, and if um, and if you go back to what you were talking about with the link with the self worth to the body shape, there well, we just pointed it out. Like with Wonder Woman, it's based on success, leading to cortisol, leading to belly fat. Then we've got the nurturer, 
which is all about giving and over giving and so no one's comforting her so then she comfort eats and those comfort foods are more carbohydrate based so then she's her insulin is is uh is too elevated she starts to store body fat everywhere and then over time the estrogen levels change and she starts to store it on her upper hips, hips and thighs and and then we have the ethereal and so the ethereal tends to be low in estrogen and so she doesn't tend to carry that much body fat except if she starts numbing herself with junky carbohydrates and then and then she starts to store it everywhere um and she looks like that sort of skinny fat type of thing um when she takes on the mask of the other archetypes she can look like the other archetypes too mm-hmm. so we often find that that when the ethereals contact me and they're a little confused, it's really because they're taking on one of the other archetypes, or they might have the body of a nurturer, and actually they are a nurturer, not an ethereal, but the ethereal is the balance of the nurturer. Interesting. Um, they're both highly sensitive, and the, here's the biggest difference between the two of them: the ethereal absorbs other people's energies and the environment and everything else that's going on around which is highly sensitive, the uh, nurturer takes on responsibility for other people's energies. Mm. Difference there in the way that it is. I'm so, glad that you actually touched on that. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. And so it's with, with the ethereal, it's, she feels fragile and and so it's having her become more resilient with that and having these greater skills to be able to discern what energies are hers and what are not hers and to really stand in a level of strength and 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 with the ethereal she knows that we're all one and and we're all one we like operate in that really beautiful presence and so if she can just sort of start to discern and release other people's emotions then it's much easier for her to clear that she needs to get grounded go out in the garden and do those things and then for the nurturer it's not taking on responsibility for other people's emotions it's not hers to take on she's not there to save them at all and that that to to be able to do that you need, I feel for the nurturer, you need to go back into childhood and change those patterns. Of course. Oh, there's so much to this and everybody can learn more about, you know, not only the approaches that they should take, but also their, the best meal plan for them or their eating behaviors might usually look like if they read your book. I know that we're out of time, and so I wanted to ask you at least one more question, unless you have something else to add. I I was um, that's a beautiful wrap up. I was just thinking about the difference between a nurturer and a Wonder Woman happened the other day, um, and, and I want to make show you how clear it is and how it, how ingrained it gets into our mindset. Um, one of my clients, a nurturer, got her appointment times mixed up. And, and she was, she was like, oh my goodness, how did I do this? Like, God, I'm so stupid. Like, why did I mix up the appointment times? And she, she like never gets it wrong. Um, and, and so it was all this self blame that she had done that. If it's my wonder woman, she's actually going to blame it on me. <laughs> She'll blame oh, it on yeah. me. I didn't get it wrong. You absolutely missed the time wrong, right? It's a totally different mindset totally different mindset and so that even that alone to think about what do you do in those situations okay that'll give you some understanding of, of what your archetype is like there you go I love that you are clarifying the confusion because I feel like there's a little bit of every single type I can relate to but then you'll say but the clarification is this or that and you're like oh for example the ethereal type I definitely do I am hypersensitive to energies around me Yes. And very hypersensitive. This makes so much sense. Dana, you're amazing. I know you have a client, but I do have one last question that I ask all of our guests. And I know that the listeners would love your answer. How would you advise the Yom listeners to create their own magic? Oh, how beautiful. Um, <laughs> find the one thing that really brings you joy. And it doesn't matter if you haven't done it in 10 years, 20 years, or ever. Just go out and do it. And if you think you might like it and you've never done it before, just get curious and jump in to do it. Life is 
about being really fulfilled. Yes. So tell me those things that bring you joy, that bring in play to your life. Like it's so, that's how you find your magic. Oh, I love that answer. That is so true. I'm holding my heart right now. Dana, <laughs> your pure beauty. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you to connect with you online, on social? Well, they can find me on Instagram, which is under um, like Dana James. Now, if people want to do the archetype test, they can go to my website, which is the same, Dana James, and they can do find your archetype. And, and it will I give them- highly recommend that. Yeah. And then for everything that you just discussed about understanding the links and the diet to follow because working on the hormones is that it's really there in my book. It's a very detailed book. I wrote it so that it would be something that people, women would really go back to and read again and again and again, because I will tell you, I've read far too many books over the last 10 years, which takes me 10 minutes to skim through. And I didn't want it to be the case. I wanted this to help bring insight to a woman's life so they could understand more about themselves and then make some changes. Oh, but there's so many golden seeds in there that we can now plant in our brains and use every single day. I love your book so much. So yes, I'm going to link all of this below for everyone so they know where to find you and where to get your book. Dana. Fantastic. Thank you so much for interviewing me today. Oh, thank you so much for your time. Seriously, it means the world. Soul tribe, yummies, yum fries. (laughs) Oh man, thank you so much for lending your ear. If you like this episode and you have a friend in mind who could use this message, please follow that impulse and spread the magic. And if you're interested in discovering self-exploration tools for your soul, well, I invite you to join the Soul Tribe exclusive site at yourownmagic.life where I have many meditative imaginings and journalings and magic challenges and more for $4.44 per month. (laughs) $4.44. And you can receive a little teaser if you rate and review the podcast. I'll just send you a meditative imagining to your inbox plus you'll be entered for a chance to win $150 worth of Hum giveaway products. What? And so just send a screenshot of your rate and review to hello at yourownmagic.life. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for being a light in this tribe and have a magical day.